He's amused Cam Newton. He's been insulted by Charles Barkley. When some idiot in the press asked him, if you know what you know now, would you have scheduled this game? He's interviewed Matthew McConaughey. I do say go Tarion. And he's taken on Big Blue Nation. As he, he's just completely taken the wind out of my sails. <laughs> it's time for The Drive with Josh Gray. You are on a Thursday drive. WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad. Where there's never a dull moment in the world of Caleb Love. A month after transferring to Michigan, we learned last night he's not going to be going to Michigan. Turns out some of his North Carolina credits would not transfer to Ann Arbor. And you can insert whatever AFAM joke you please right here. So now that Caleb Love isn't going to Ann Arbor and Matt Norlander reports that North Carolina has moved on to, what's next for him? The obvious destination is Missouri, or as they say over there, Missouri. Have not met one person from there that actually says Missouri, but for this segment's purposes, that's what they say. They made the tournament last year. They're close to home. The SEC has, shall we say, lower standards for admission than a lot of Big Ten and ACC institutions. So they make sense. They're being talked about more than anybody else. However, there is an ACC school to keep a close eye on that could be a dark horse in this, and that's Louisville. Louisville makes a lot of sense for Caleb Love and would continue the recent trend we've seen of inter-ACC transfers. This shouldn't surprise anybody that we've seen 11 players transfer from one ACC school to another. And significant players, too. Cormac Ryan and Jalen Withers going to Chapel Hill from Louisville. So I guess it would be a trade if this happened. Caleb Love for Jalen Withers. I think Louisville might get the better of that trade when you think about it. Cormac Ryan coming from Notre Dame. You look at J.J. Starling from Notre Dame to Syracuse. Joe Girard from Syracuse to Clemson. Matt Cleveland from Florida State. To Miami, these are significant players that are on the move. And the appeal is there's familiar familiarity for the players and also for the coaches. Familiarity of the campuses, of the rims, of the atmospheres, of the personnel, from the player standpoint, and for the coaches, a better feel on who these players are because you scouted them and you've played against them oftentimes multiple times than you would have if you were going outside of the conference to find talent. Louisville is a fit for both parties. For Caleb, you won't have to really worry about being admitted based on all the things we know about the Cardinals, all due respect. And Caleb, he likes to jack up shots. Last I checked, they just lost L. Ellis, who liked to put up a lot of shots too. So there are a lot of shots to be had in that program. For Louisville, they need a star. Last year was really bad, really, really, really bad. And Kenny Payne could use a splashy transfer with NCAA tournament pedigree to bring some juice back into that program. It could work out well for both sides. And Caleb, diving, deep in, diving uh, deeper into it, actually has some history with the Cardinals too. It's the closest ACC school to his hometown of St. Louis, about a four-hour drive, which is manageable. And he was set to have an official visit there before he blocked off his recruiting in high school 
to, I believe, North Carolina and Michigan. Like he wanted to, he strongly considered Louisville. Chris Mack really wanted Caleb Love to be a Cardinal. So he considered it, and we know the story of Caleb as it relates to the Duke-Carolina rivalry. Growing up in St. Louis, he wanted to be a Blue Devil. You know about the lineage from St. Louis to Duke. Great athletes coming from that area and then playing in Durham. That's what Caleb wanted. But Duke had already signed Jeremy Roach, so Duke never really seriously pursued him. But there was a guy on staff at Duke who's now at Louisville who happens to be a pretty noteworthy former Blue Devil. Nolan Smith could be a key piece to the puzzle if they choose to pursue Caleb. It makes sense for the Cardinals. It makes sense for Caleb. And it follows this trend that's been the story of the offseason in the ACC for basketball of a lot of guys choosing to transfer from one ACC school to another. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want in on today's show, that's also where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch. Will Dalton, the executive producer of this show, WD, we've got a pretty big giveaway today. Would you like to tell the people what it is? We do. On July 29th, coming to Charlotte, Post Malone. This is a pretty big deal here. Huge. Yeah, couple pair. So Those tickets aren't even on sale yet. They are not. They go on sale tomorrow. So Weekly Positivity and Grammar School with the sixth man of Tar Heel Basketball, BDOT. Those are your chances to win those tickets. Also got a couple pair of Winston-Salem Dash tickets since it is a Dash Thursday. And with the PGA Championship starting today, we'll have updates throughout today's show and on tomorrow's show from Oak Hill. Down the road in Raleigh, tonight is game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Florida Panthers, of course, facing the Carolina... Florida and Carolina. And once again, tonight is a game that the Canes should win. And this is a series that the Canes should have too. They should advance to the Stanley Cup. As I'm saying those words on the radio right now, I'm getting the chill bump. They have successfully translated their regular season form to the playoffs. Pretty much nobody else has done that, or not as much as Carolina has. The two top teams in the conferences, the West and the East, Boston and the Colorado Avalanche, they both lost in round one. Boston. Boston had the best record. Carolina had the next best record. Carolina's the team that's acted like it. Carolina has never trailed in a series. Nobody else can say that. Carolina is 5-1 and one on home ice. And that one loss was a fluke. That Carolina should have won in Game 5 of that Islander series. Florida, they don't really belong here. I don't mean that with all due respect. I'm not going to couch that. They don't. They shouldn't. They were lucky to make the playoffs. They needed Pittsburgh to collapse in the final week of the season just to get in. Boston should have won in the first Boston. round. They completely whiffed. Toronto, for the last 50 years, 55 years, have been a bunch of chokers. Now Carolina here in the Eastern Conference Finals, they're the team to tell Florida, hey, we're going to treat you like the team you've been all year long. Oh, but Josh, last year they were the President's Trophy winners. Oh, they're capable. Uh. Yeah, what, what have they been this year, for most of this year? Mediocre. Been hot in the playoffs. Carolina has been the exact same team that they've been in the regular season in the playoffs. 
And if that bears out in this series, Carolina should be going to the Stanley Cup final, plain and simple. And we know for sure now, Rob Brindamore announced it, Tabo Teravainen, he's going to be back in the lineup tonight. Crazy. He, April 19th, he broke his hand against the Islanders, and here he is in the Eastern Conference Finals. He should supercharge this Carolina lineup, probably still going to be in the top six, even though he's just returning tonight. And he joins a team that scored 24 goals in five games against the Devils. WD, I picked Carolina to beat the Islanders in five, and they should have won in five, ended up winning in six. I picked Carolina to beat the uh, New Jersey Devils in five, and they did. Give me that cash out, fam. Carolina beats the Florida Panthers in five games. Give me that cash out, fam. To go to the Stanley Cup final. We're not biased. No, 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 not us. <laughs> oh. Just because you're biased doesn't mean you're wrong. Hey, there you go. WD, as soon as we get off the air I'm today, fired you up, man. fly it down the road. Yeah. You're going to tonight's game. I'll be there on Saturday. You're on the drive with Josh Graham, WSJS. In just a few minutes, I could really use weekly positivity or things could get really positive in a second. How come every time my beloved Baltimore Orioles play in a day game that interferes with the show or corresponds with the start of the show, the games turn out to be crazy. Walk-off hits, seven runs being blown, a seven-run lead being blown. The Orioles have won in every instance that's happened. Crazy games. Almost blew a six-run lead against the Red Sox. I remember all of these things. Well, right now, they had a 5-4 lead, allowed two runs, and they're trailing heading into the bottom of the ninth. So if you hear any loud cheers or something being thrown against the wall, perhaps this Wake football helmet since it's sitting right in front of me, just know that that's probably why. Speaking of baseball, Wake Baseball opening up a series against Virginia Tech today. It is the regular season finale for the number one team in the land, the Demon Deacons. We still have one more pair of tickets available to go see the Deeks. We have Wake Forest Dash tickets that we're going to be giving away later on in the show. Right now is your chance to win tickets to go see Post Malone. These tickets for a Charlotte show, not even on sale yet. They go on sale tomorrow. We have one pair to give away right now. Another when BDOT joins us during grammar school later in the show. Your chance to win by just telling us something good and weekly positivity. It must be difficult to let go of something so beautiful. 336-777-1600. If you want to tell us something good, WD procrastinated to the last minute and watched Pretty Woman today. No, he didn't. 
And we'll tell us about it later. You didn't watch Pretty Woman today? He didn't procrastinate. He went to a Dash game last night, watched the first half last night, got tired, went to bed, and watched the rest today. You could have watched it the night before. But yeah. Or the night before that. Sure. Or the night before that. I could. Or the night before that. I watched it on Sunday because I am not a procrastinator. And you're a movie nerd. I plan my schedule so that way I can take care of my responsibilities in a due manner. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. I'll tell you something good, and it's related to my beloved Baltimore Orioles. Happy 86th birthday to Brooks Robinson. And just as I'm saying this, the Orioles just hit a double off the wall. (laughs) Oh no, they threw him out at second! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) That's not good. But the defense was, which getting back to Brooks, might be the best defensive player in the history of baseball, but it led to me asking this question. Who's the best third baseman in the history of baseball? Because when I started to think about it, three names came to mind and then probably a fourth. And I think these are the unassailable four. The unassailable Mount Rushmore. Brooks, in no particular order, Brooks, Mike Schmidt of the Phillies, Chipper Jones, and George Brett. I think those are probably the four best, and we'll call it modern era, third basemen. So last 50, 60 years of the sport. And that's good. Happy birthday to Brooks Robinson. 336-777-1600. I'm still not doing that well after you hit one off the wall and get thrown out at second base. Your Orioles are good at this. And then after, you know, bases loaded, Shohei's at the plate in a tie game and ground ball to first. Great play, but pitcher's not covering. It's no big deal, though. Everything, it's it's good. It's good. Let's go to Dave and Clemens. Dave, tell me something good. Hey, JG. Hey, Dave. Hey, I just wanted to let you know my wife and I have just put the finishing touches on our European vacation this summer. Where are you headed? So we are going to fly into Lucerne, Switzerland. Dave and Clemens loves to hike big mountains. Wow. So we're going we're gonna to head to Lauter and hit up some Swiss villages, hike some mountains. We're going to head over to Croatia and see Dubrovnik, Split, and Korkola. And after that, we're going to make our way to Serbia to see my wife's family. Your wife. Your, your wife. That's good. Thanks for the call, Dave. That cheered me up. And as you were talking, uh, Greensboro native Cedric Mullins just hit a double out to uh, center field. And uh, that means Adley Rutschman, who just homered his last at bat, is stepping up to the plate. WD is the winning run with the tying run at second base. Wow, so Two this outs. could happen any minute. It could. Any let's, second. Let's go to Lynn in Greensboro. Lynn, tell me something good. I want to stop. Hey, Lynn. Alexa plays Post Malone running in circles. Oh. Oh, you got Alexa near you? Oh, turn it up. Turn it up. Let me hear this. I love that song. It's a bop. It is a bop. I love Circles by Post Malone. 
I can't really hear it that well, but are you? It sounds like you're excited to go see Post Malone, Lynn. Oh yeah. Well, enjoy. Let's talk. Enjoy the show. Stay on the line uh, with us. You're going to go see him in Charlotte. Let's go to Phil, who's in Greensboro. Phil, tell me something good. Hi, Phil. Hey, Josh. Hey. Doing very well today. I uh, can't laugh or scream loudly, but I did have a successful vasectomy today. That's good. Wow. So are you, is there strategy that goes into this where you're, you get this done on a Thursday and then you're going to have Friday off and the weekend here? Like, How do you plan to spend the next few That's days? That's right. Thursday, my plums are intact. Yeah. I'm just going to watch some golf. That's smart. So like PGA Championship Week. WD, he didn't know about this, that Thursday of the NCAA tournament, that is the day that the most vasectomies happen in America. Is where, that a fact, yeah, though? Yeah, it is a fact. Where guys, well, you know, you get it done on that day, so that way you have a good excuse to sit on your couch Thursday, Friday, and nobody will care to bother you for that reason. And that's good. Well, we we, we hope the, the plums heal well, <laughs> Phil. Thank you for that. <laughs> WD, tell me something good. So I tried a new coffee this morning from Starbucks. It was the white chocolate macadamia cream cold brew. Boy, that's a lot of words. It is. It was usually, so the good. more words usually, not the better. But you're saying it was so good. Really creamy and foamy on the top quarter of it. And then just delicious coffee the rest of the way. Got me fired up. And that's good. Capping Weekly Positivity. Strike out to end the game. The Orioles lose. Let's go! What movie do you think you've watched more than anything else? For me personally, it'd be Top Gun. And I'll go off the record also with Pretty Woman. You can't beat that. It's about one of the best movies ever. So, uh, you can't go wrong with Julia Roberts. App State football coach Sean Clark with the recommendation of Pretty Woman. 336-777-1600. The first two callers get tickets to see the number one pick in the draft this week, Jackson Holiday, the number one pick in last year's draft for my Baltimore Orioles playing in Winston-Salem. Eight for nine in two get in de- uh, two days in Winston-Salem thus far. So the first two callers will win tickets for Saturday's game. If you don't get in now, well, tomorrow, we'll be giving away two pairs of tickets for Sunday afternoon's game, which, by the way, I will be in attendance for to watch Jackson play again. Might as well since he's in town get a chance to look at him a couple of times. We need to figure out what movie WD is going to watch for next week. We started thinking about that while we were on the flight deck on top of uh, the Foothills white de- uh, flight deck in right field. Connor O'Neill, Darren Bott, myself coming up with ideas. And frankly, we couldn't really come up with anything yet. So we'll let it happen organically, figuring out what movies it's kind of absurd that WD hasn't seen between now and next week. For now, we look into the 1990 rom-com classic, Pretty Woman. Unless you're talking about Star Wars. Obi-Wan has taught you 
Movies aren't exactly Will's thing. I don't get it. You uncultured swine! But that's about to change because Josh can't stand it anymore. This is At The Movies with Will Dalton. So now you've seen the two most important modern-day rom-coms that pretty much all the rom-coms after it were in some way based off of. Yep. When Harry Met Sally, 89-1990, Pretty Woman starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. What did you like about Pretty Woman to start things off? You watched it earlier today. It didn't get your full attention because you were it, trying to do work while doing well, it. No, it did get my full attention, actually. Okay. That was my work. Anywho. No, I, I liked it because, I, and I guess this is kind of why this is the template or one of the templates for every other rom or romance movie. But it was such an unlikely romance. You've got this rich billionaire, and then you've got this girl in Julia Roberts, who I actually don't think was a bad girl. I think she was just doing whatever she thought she needed to do to get by, being a prostitute. When did we stop making billionaires the good guy? Like, when did they stop being the good guy? Because Probably right after this movie. Well, no. I think the last, the most recent example is Tony Stark. Tony Stark, he's a billionaire. Fantastic. Made that guy out to be a hero. Um, I do love Tony we've, Stark. We've done that with a lot of movies. Like, Batman is... Yes. That guy is rich. We don't do that with modern-day heroes anymore because I don't think we look at millionaires, billionaires the same way, particularly billionaires. We don't view them the same way anymore, uh, anymore modern-day. But what I like... Kind of on the note of what you're hitting on, it's it's Julia Roberts, right? Yes. Julia Roberts is the answer to the question because what you're pointing out is this movie shouldn't work. No, it shouldn't. This movie shouldn't work. What? We got Richard Gere who had made like 10 years of bad movies leading into this movie or six or seven years of bad movies going into that movie. And he is a billionaire picking up a prostitute and then falling in love with said prostitute over a week? Yes. Huh? It, sh- it, it shouldn't work. But the reason it works is because Julia Roberts is that charming. Julia Roberts is that likable. Julia Roberts is a freaking star. It, it's We've never seen somebody in a movie, an actress in a movie, instantly become the greatest actress going based on one performance, and nobody really saw it coming with respect to Mystic Pizza that came before this movie for Julia. After this, she was it. She was the biggest thing, and it was, it was there was no ramp up. It's this movie, and oh my gosh, if she's not in this movie, if it's anybody else, it doesn't work. Well, and also, I mean, yes, the fact that it was Julia Roberts, but I was listening to the director of this movie, actually, because they did like a 25-year anniversary or something, they got together, and he was talking about, like, her and what was the actor's name who played the billionaire? Richard Gere. Their chemistry was, like, instantaneous, and they yeah. knew. Oh, yeah. Can so. we get into things we dislike? Yes, we can, because I think... There's only one answer to I, this question. Evil George Costanza. Evil George Costanza. <laughs> the it's, summer of George! It's unbelievable. This movie came out the same year the first season of Seinfeld Oh, was on the air. So, yeah. I don't think he, it was way over the top. I don't think we needed violence or sexual assault. 
<laughs> in this movie. I don't think we needed that. But we got it because of evil George Costanza, which is an alarming rewatch if you're a Seinfeld fan and you rewatch uh, Pretty Woman. It's what? alarming just how evil and terrible this person is. And like, I'm thinking about terrible vi villains in movies. Adolf Hitler won George Costanza, evil George Costanza in Pretty Woman too. Really? The guy's terrible. It's awful. Horrific. Worse than uh, the villain in what I watched last week? In The Natural? Yeah. Yeah. Or Worse. not not The Natural. Gladiator? Gladiator. Oh, okay, yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Commodus probably Commodus. is number two. And but then, evil George is three. Evil George probably three. Which, What's, what were you going to say? Which is funny because it's, he was on there in the first scene. I'm like, oh, hey, George Costanza. That was going to be one of the things I liked about it. Not at the and end. And we had great music at the beginning. Yeah. He's driving the Lotus. I've been over here. I know how we Yeah, great music. I'm the king of wearful thinking. It was good. I liked uh, it. What's the best quote from this movie? Nice tie. Yeah. Um, my mom always I, said this line. Like, this is my mom's favorite movie, I think. Huh. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? That's my mom <laughs> would say it all the time. And then when we went on a trip to Hollywood. She said it way too many times when we were on that trip, and she wanted to go to Rodeo Drive for this purpose. Which, by the way, there's no scene. I would put, I will put the shopping scene in Pretty Woman up against any rom-com scene in the history of movies. Any other wrong, I will, the, when they're shopping together and he's telling the guy to suck up to her and talking about spending an offensive, absurd, obscene amount of money in here. And then she goes up to the people that were mean to her the day before. Oh yeah. It said, do you guys make a commission? Commission. Huge mistake. Nice flex. Huge. Huge. What do you think this was in Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to give it a 93. 68. What? Because again, like, it doesn't age well in the sense of, did Jul did either Julia Roberts or Richard Gere grow in any type of way? I guess he's building ships with that guy now. All he's right. Like, I don't know. Not to be condescending, but I'm proud of you. Well, that leads to a question I have. Sure. Is Runaway Bride a sequel to this? A lot of people connect those dots, but no, it's not. In the huh. same way, uh, You've Got Mail is not a sequel to Sleepless in Seattle, just because you have the two same actresses. We don't acknowledge that as such. But that's been at the movies with the WD. Matt writes in, Last of the Mohicans. Have you seen that movie, WD? No. Not surprising. Maybe. Do you know who Daniel Day-Lewis is? I know the name. Well, we made you watch There Will Be Blood, so I'd hope you, you know who Daniel Day-Lewis is. I'm an oil man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just had to jigger my memory a little. He also played Abe Lincoln. Gangs in New York might be something we consider. And Last of the Mohicans. You're on the drive with Josh Graham. WSJS. We got one more pair of tickets to go see Post Malone in Charlotte before those tickets even go on sale. And we'll give those away when BDOT takes me to grammar school in a minute. Dot joining us now. But since you're the sixth man of Carolina basketball, I feel obligated to ask you. Last night, 
we learned that Caleb Love will not, in fact, be going to Michigan. There was a credits issue of some sorts, and now he's looking to go somewhere else. It won't be Chapel Hill. Matt Norlander reported from CBS Sports. Where would you like to see Caleb end up, Dot? Missouri, where I thought he was going to be to begin with. I'm just glad that it came out that he's not going to be at Carolina. Like, it was disgusting just seeing the fans all, come back home, Caleb. Caleb, please come. Guys, move on. It's like when you break up with a chick, and then she goes and gets with another guy, and then, like, she she breaks up with that guy, and then here you are still over here moping, begging her to come back. No. She's already been over here slobbing down a whole other guy. Why do you want her back? That's amazing. No. Yeah. No, uh, leave it alone. Yeah. But I'm, I would like to see Caleb at Missouri, though. I see a lot of people saying Indiana. I could see him at Indiana for real, for real, for some strange reason. But he's from St. Louis. I see him at Missouri. Um, I'm going to throw a team at you. This is what I brought up earlier. Missouri obviously makes the most sense. But another that makes a lot of sense, BDOT, Louisville. Louisville? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Louisville. Why? Uh, well, we've seen a lot of transfers in the conference this year, 11. Um, and there's obvious reasons why that is. Coaches have a better feel for players. Players have a better feel for the personnel and the campuses they're going to be stepping onto, but they have a lot of shots to replace an L. Ellis, and Caleb Love, he'll have no problem taking those shots, we've come to learn. And Kenny Payne, he needs to make a splash. Caleb Love, he also, we learned, you know, wanted to be a Duke Blue Devil when he was in high school, following in the path of other greats from St. Louis to go to Duke. Jeremy Roach was already signed there. So I got, I got to imagine that Nolan Smith means something to him. He's on staff at Louisville, as we all know. It just seems like to me, if there's an ACC place that makes some sense, that it might be Louisville. I personally can't see him. Well, I'm not going to say can't see him, but I don't see him um, going in the ACC. Very interesting dynamic there with Louisville. The only thing with Louisville, Josh, I, I think C is going to go – He's this is going to be his last year in college, I would yeah. assume. Mm-hmm. And he's going to want to go somewhere where he's going to be able to compete for a natty. And I don't know Missouri's setup, but I think they're better than Louisville. And I don't see Louisville competing But that's for the part that confused me about the Michigan deal. They lost Hunter Dickinson and two guys to the NBA. And they didn't make the tournament like North Carolina did. So I do think it's a blessing in disguise for Caleb that he's not going to Ann Arbor. Indiana, to your point, is a better team than Michigan is. Uh, Missouri, they made the tournament this past year. For that reason, they make some sense too. But if he would consider going to Michigan, I wouldn't rule out Louisville, especially knowing the NIL dynamics that they have with Adidas too. But how surprised not- Let me just say this. Yeah, the only reason I would is because we're talking about the pedigree of Michigan basketball versus the pedigree of Louisville basketball. How's Michigan that all that different? Well, I mean, one, Michigan is a, you know, there's a top-tier program on the grand scheme of um, of viewage. Like, when you think of basketball, like, you think of Michigan before you think of Louisville. I don't know. And Michigan is Jordan, Jordan brand. I don't know if uh, Louisville is Jordan brand. They're they Adidas. Jordan brand? They're Adidas, but I do know this. They played in the national championship game 10 years ago. Louisville was the one that That's won that fair. national championship game. But how, getting back to Caleb, though, I know how much he means to you. How surprised has the, have you been at the last 14 months when you consider the run he made and how central he was, UCLA winning the uh, winning the game against Duke in New Orleans, we were all there for it. And then what happened last year, what you described with Tar Heel fans, and now we still don't know where he's going to end up, a guy that's going to end up being one of the more memorable people in modern Tar Heel basketball history. 
it's disappointing if I had to use one word to describe it. Um, you know, just seeing someone whose status fell from grace so rapidly. It only took a season for him to be arguably the most heralded guard in Carolina history just off the Duke shot to, you know, not having a home right now. And it's just disappointing when you know um, just the character of Caleb and just have, I, I, again, I, I say this a lot. I don't say it to brag or boast, but I have been fortunate enough to build a relationship with dude and just knowing the temperament of him and knowing how he is and where he comes from and, you know, just how much he enjoyed playing in a Carolina jersey. Like, it's just disappointing, Josh. It really, really is. And I wonder, in hindsight, does he wish that after New Orleans, he would have just went to the league? You know, last year would have been a G League year probably, but, you know, who's to say what would have happened now? You know, like, and you know, I know hindsight is twenty twenty all the time, but I just hope it all works out for Caleb, man, just being a friend of the person, but also just a fan of the athlete. I hope he finds somewhere that, he can be, uh, he can thrive and, and do well next year for real. B dots with us, six man of Carolina basketball. We'll see if we have time for some NBA on the back end of this. Right now, we need to get to the main event, grammar school. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. And just when you think it can't get any worse, Josh is going to attempt to learn B dots vernacular. I'm gonna put one in the air. It's time. <laughs> For B Dots Grammar School. Nobody better than B Dot. Pre game, during game, post game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. Um, I'm driving, so I don't know if it's going to break up, but I'm going to try it. Heritage Hardwood Floors. Nailed it. When it comes to flooring, they have absolutely no ceiling. Did I break up? No, it sounded pristine. He's lying. Heritage Hardwood Floors. Okay. Come on, WD. Just let the joke sit. You don't have to trample over the jokes. It's okay. Um, what do we... Um, dot. I have a uh, caucastic question before we get to um, the ones you have for me and the third one's going to be music-related in this latest iteration. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a historic week for North Carolina sports, specifically in the triad. So that's me you know, kind of giving away part of the answer here. The NASCAR All-Star Race is returning to a historic track it hasn't been in 26 years. What's the name of the track or the city that NASCAR is going to be having its All-Star Race at this weekend? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, Josh, you crafty one. You crafty, crafty man. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Winston Salem at Bowman Gray. Of course it's not gonna be at Bowman Gray. It's way too little of a track. But I'm gonna say Winston Salem Bowman Gray anyways. It is uh that is incorrect. It is at North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Wilkesboro, America, Wilkes County, right up the road no, at four twenty one. No way would I have ever gotten that. But I will tell you this, Josh Graham. I have been um booked to host an event for NASCAR for Memorial Day weekend here in Charlotte. Now, I don't know what the hell is going on, but apparently it's supposed to be some huge race in Charlotte. Yeah, the Coca-Cola 600 every single year is held on Memorial Day Sunday. And yeah, it's one of the greatest days in racing. So Dot, you're gonna gonna learn about it. 
yeah, they got me coming down Saturday and being all in the pit with the pit crew and stuff. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be down there in the pit crew for the race. And I got to shoot some content. And then NASCAR is going to show it somewhere. When we, know you know what we're going to do next week, Dot? When we get you in studio, we're going to do grammar school reversed. And I'm going to throw NASCAR terms at you and oh see how you do in an effort to try and educate you as you go into some of these sports settings where you need to be up with uh, some of the terminology. Am I able to review this week leading up until your show next week? You could try. All right, great. Okay, I'm what's the first word you've got? Right. Josh, what does it mean to be butthurt? It is synonymous with being salty. Being butthurt. You are, like, not getting over something. You have your feelings hurt, butthurt. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. It's, you were offended. But yes, I'll definitely give you that 100%. Correct, Josh Ryan. Yeah, I use that expression all the time. It makes me feel good. That, uh, that's something that the kids or that um, people the of urban the urban demographic. demographic the urban that. demographic. Got it. Yep. Up next, out of the urban demographic. I used this today on my show, Josh, for three useless facts because it blew my mind. So I'm going to ask you as a trivia question. What singer... From the Bronx, mm -hmm. invented Google Images. Oh. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. If you know what singer from the Bronx created uh, Google Images, we'll give you a pair of Post Malone tickets for Charlotte later this year. Wow. Pretty big, pretty big show. If you can uh, figure that out, let me start thinking about. Okay, is Emphasis on the word singer. Correct. Emphasis on singer. Emphasis on the Bronx. Emphasis on urban. Emphasis on singer. So not a rapper. Not nope. not like a, a hip hop act of sorts. Singer. Singer. So But I, a urban singer. Like a like I'll even give you some pop, but she's a singer. Okay. And, and an and an actress. Okay. Okay. Now now we're starting to get somewhere. Singer, pop, actress. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. Looking to see if I could get some help and get a passing grade pretty early on here in grammar school. Hmm. Who am I going to, WD? I think William and Yadkinville might have an idea. William. Okay, so he kind of helped us a bit with pop and also an actress as well, or actor. Singer. Singer. Maybe found a Google Images from the Bronx. What do you think, William? It's Jenny from the block. Jennifer Lopez. Oh! Dot, is it Jenny? It is 100% Jenny. Yeah! I'm William, you're going to Post Malone! There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Clear your schedule. Clear your schedule for later this year. Hey, Josh, if he's not gone yet, can you ask him how did she invent Google Images? Does he know? William, do you know how she created uh, Google Images, or did you just go off the context clues of the Bronx? Well, uh, yeah, Bronx, and then he started going on pop. I'm like, okay, I don't know nobody else from the Bronx. I was first I was thinking, like, you know, bed style people like Chris Rock and all them, but then, you know, he don't sing. So. Right, yeah. Jay, Jay Z doesn't <laughs> sing much either. Um, all right. Thank you, William. Why, why did she create Google Images? Well, How? it's interesting, Josh. She wore a dress back to an award show back in 2000, that green Versace dress. Do you uh -huh. remember that? Yeah. 
So many people were looking on Google for that dress that she basically was the genesis of oh. the search for Google Images. I yep. got you. I got you. See, I yep. didn't know Jenny yep. was from uh, Jennifer Lopez was from the Bronx. I just knew she was from the block. I didn't know what block yep. specifically. Uh, what is <laughs> speaking of music? This seems like a good transition. What's the last thing you got for me? All right, Josh, for your musical question, I need you to turn the music down for me, WD. And Josh, I need you to answer this question. Where were they going to make DMX lose his mind and go all out? Where were they going to make DMX lose his mind and go all out? Up in here. To the music. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me lose my cool. Up in here, up in here. I got oh. to bring it to you, cowards. Oh, outstanding. Hurry, Great hurry, job, hurry, Brad. hurry. Fade it out. Today, brother. Uh, with some help from William, of course. Absolutely. There you go. Hey, Josh, I just cut on my camera, and I see that we're dressing alike today, bro. Look at us. Look at us. Mm. Got on the same color blues, my boy, and black. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Next week, when we get you in here, NASCAR terminology. We'll talk uh, Hornets draft, talk some NBA playoffs. Should be a lot of fun. Sound good to you? I think he froze. Well, bye. <laughs> there goes B-Dot. Six mandatorial basketball. Love him. We'll see him next week. Ah, I can hear there him again. He see you, Dot. Yep. Bye, guys. Love you. My phone Later. froze. It's a piece of crap.